Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And we have a special guest with us. His name is Sam Arnold. You know Sam. Pastor Sam, our Latin American expert. And as you know, I've been reporting on Brazil as best I can, but I have a limitation because I don't have direct sources into Brazil. Occasionally I'll get a tip here and there, but I don't have anything what I consider to be reliable other than Sam, so I have to have him on because otherwise i got to believe the mainstream media. Uh, occasionally I'll get an English translation of a South American publication, but I don't even know if I can trust that. So Sam's going to fill us in on a lot of things going on in Latin America, but the Brazilian thing is huge, absolutely huge. And I have a lot of spinoff questions on this, and we're going to get into that with Sam. But first I need to let you know, uh, I do agree with Dane Wigington. Soon, and very soon, the only food you'll have access to is the food that you have inside your home. And this is why we're really pushing My Patriot Supply. Please, folks, do it. let the grass grow under your feet. They have a great sale right now. They've extended last month's sale. And they're doing, a, what is it, $250 off? Three months supply. People say, well, I want more than that. Yeah, okay, but order in three-month increments so you get the sale all the way through. Restaurant-quality food, 2,000 calories per day, 25-year shelf life. Preparewithdave.com. That's where you go, preparewithdave.com. Now, if you have food, you darn well better have water. And with all the roving blackouts going on and promised here, and now we're seeing attacks on the substations, eight professional hits on substations, uh, you better be prepared to scavenge your own water because the water stays, uh, the, excuse me, the grid stays down for any length of time. Getting water is problematic, and the Alexa Pure Pro water filter is the best there is. They publish their research at waterwithdave.com. They too have a special. Go to again waterwithdave.com. And I always believe too that if you're going to suffer, you should suffer in comfort. And I love Mike Lindell, and we still are representing my pillow. And uh, they have uh, two for one sales on everything if you're one of our audience and you use the coupon code that we're going to give you here in a minute. But also, too, they have those Giza sheets. What great Christmas gifts those would be. And those $90 sheets are now selling for under $30. Oh my gosh. All you got to do to see all this stuff is go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges for these great savings. Backslash Hodges. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. I, and we have a merchandise store. You know that coffee cup I have on YouTube? Yeah. We now have a t-shirt that says you can't dodge the Hodge. We have hoodies. We have uh, Freeing America, One Enslaved Mind at a Time. All our popular sayings we have put into the merchandise. All you have to do is go to Dave Hodges Merch, DaveHodgesMerch.com, and use the coupon code DAVE10 to get that 10% discount on everything that's there. I really had to be talked into doing this because I don't like self-glorification. But I thought, all right, hey, the way I justify it here is if we're getting the word out and someone says something to you, what is that on your shirt? And you have to explain it to them, then it's been well worth the effort. So DaveHodgesMerch.com. And uh, Sam Arnold is joining us now in the green room, and we are ready to roll with South America. Sam, good to talk to you. I know we've had some communication interruptions that are probably artificially contrived, but it's always good to have you on. Thank you. Yes, we've had to really work to get into contact, and there are definitely some gremlins in all of the machinery. All, all of my 
communications with everyone have been disrupted. It's not a new thing for even my mail to be interrupted. Uh, one of the things that's supposed to be really sacrosanct as far as in the United States of America, and there are very serious and stiff federal laws that interfering with the mail, but the Postal Service has been Obamified. That doesn't mean that your viewers, who have been very kind to me, by the way, so many people, Dave, reach out to me and say, I heard about you on this show, or I heard you on there. And uh, I really appreciate the Common Sense Show audience. And Yes, we have a lot to say about Brazil. War has broken out at last. And uh, before I get to that, I just wish that Mike Lindell made a hammock. I can still take a my pillow. <laughs> oh, I'll mention it to his people. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and folks, I'll tell you what. You really, if you like my pillow, uh, they're not adding any more affiliates. It's interesting because his products are great. I mean, you know, when I when they first approached me and said, "Would you like to sell for us?" I said, "I'd love to. I love what Mike does. I love his products." Well, can we send you some? Um, you don't need to. Why not? Because my wife has bought all of them. That's why not. Uh, but uh, they're fantastic. I love Mike Lindell. Love him, love him, love him. That man has risked everything for freedom. Everything. Kind of like you, Sam. Our patriot community is very strong, and we need to stand together, and we need to really do it with our dollars. The survival of the independent media depends on it 100%. Yes, sir. And uh, I everyone who's putting some skin in the game right now because listen there there's there's a risk you know I, I went to support somebody that I like and follow and my credit card my credit card got intercepted and fraudulent charges and I had to cut that card up but do you know that's an American card that was carried in from a neighboring nation so there was it was a real problem for me but the enemy thinks that they can turn up the heat a little bit and that that will uh will cut and run and this is where this is where we have to be americans and we have to be as tough as our granddads we have to be as strong as our pioneer forebears and so i just like to really call call out to everyone to do that right now don't be afraid don't think that you can wait this uh storm out there is there is conflict coming and that's our message today is that the war has begun in in earnest in Latin America. This is a raging brush fire. It will not be put out. It is going to snowball. It is going to come to America. And you can actually turn on the TV right now today and flip around and you'll see some Brazil news. You'll see some Peru news. And this is what Dave and I have been warning America about. This is why this is why Dave calls me. Sam, what's going on in your sector? Well, there's this rumbling and that rumbling, but now it's hit the mainstream. So, Dave, you've really done your job. This is a pat on the back for the Common Sense Show. The things that were reported here have proved uh, prescient. And so, uh, once again, your audience is ahead of the game. But, yes, war has begun. It's serious. War has begun. There's no question. <clears throat> People, you know, Doug Thornton asked me a question last night, and then once I answered, he goes, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, we were doing a TV broadcast on the Doug and Dave Intel Report, and Doug says, look at the people in Brazil. They're in the street. Five million people in the street, and they're standing up. And and so I said, you know what the difference between Brazil and America is? And I told him, I said, it's because Bolsonaro has the military on his side. Trump had squat. Do you agree with that? Uh, I think that Trump did a lot to court the military. I think that during his his presidency, he won a lot of favor from the military. But remember that Obama had not only gutted the military, eviscerated it to where Trump got one of his first messages from his his top generals was, "Sir, sir, we're out of ammunition." But Obama had not only worn out the military and gutted the military, he had stacked the deck. And put in these liberals, put in these bleeding heart Democrat uh, career uh, leftists at high positions in the command. And so, yes, Bolsonaro does have a greater allegiance in that sector. Uh, by the way, I, I, I got a message. You know, I have this new shortwave radio show. We're 15 weeks in now. 
It's called Living by the Sword with Pastor Sam and the Gospel Gunslinger. How do people listen? Brought- Sam, don't, don't go too fast. How do people listen to it? Uh, it's on, okay, you can go to gospelgunslingers.com, and there's a button there for my telegram. You can search Living by the Sword. The archive is on my Subscribe Star blog, so you can hear all the shows, and it's mostly in English, but it broadcasts straight, we break the blockade by shortwave radio. It goes out of Florida, right across Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Haiti, all the Caribbean, Central America, and all of South America. I'm told you can even hear it at the Antarctic Research Stations on the end. Radio Free Sam, that's awesome. We're getting something done, and you know, I, I'm, I'm spending money that I don't have. I'm out on a limb to do this, and it's totally uncensored at the same time. This is shortwave, and so I can say things that we could never say on YouTube. By the way, my YouTube has got a new level of censorship. I put my last two videos have 25 views. Anybody can search Gospel Gunslingers and find my YouTube, or there's a button on gospelgunslingers.com. But there's a new level of censorship on my YouTube because they're really ticked off that I'm speaking directly Bible doctrines about self-defense and self-government directly to the point of conflict in the nation of Brazil and Peru. Peru is a kiss from God. I'm sure you have some Just to wrap up with my show, Living by the Sword, with Pastor Sam and the Gospel Gunslingers, I'm getting messages back from Brazil that the rumor of this show and that I teach on the Bible doctrines of resisting tyranny, see, what our forefathers believed and how America got founded and became great to start with, I teach on all that. And all of that is going around and making the rounds of the line infantry and the unit level commanders in the Brazilian military. And so... Everybody is really, the hornet's nest has been smacked, and everybody is really ticked off with me right now, as I'm hiding out in cartel country and, and broad, broadcasting to Antarctica. I love it. I love it. Well, truth will always out, and I think this is what you're demonstrating here. Yes, we're up against, we're up against, and I've studied the Iron Curtain. And those that broadcast in, one of the original apostles that, that trained teams in Northern Europe was my friend Adrian Samilla, who sat under David Wilkerson when David Wilkerson prophesied in 1973 that the Iron Curtain would come down. And years later, this man was in Northern Europe training teams, and they actually went in before the Berlin Wall came down. And then when the Berlin Wall came down, they went in and preached in all Russia, and sure enough, these people had been pro- propagandized ad nauseum. And it was so easy to preach the gospel to them. They'd just say, God is real. And they'd say, I knew it. I have been taught my whole life. life. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I, I, I have to tell you, Sam, I'm a big fan of Bolsonaro. That man has a lot of guts, a lot of courage. He does remind me of Trump. And he's not going away. Just real briefly, though, too, let me kind of sum up what I know and you can add to it. The concern in Brazil right now is an ex-criminal who somehow mysteriously got exonerated, uh, ran, cheated like crazy, uh, Dominion voting machines, Chinese involvement, some of the same chicanery for elections we see here in Bolsonaro lost because of cheating, and the military is not happy about it, and they're helping Bolsonaro, and he's not backing down kind of like Kerry Lake. Did I sum that up correctly? Up until seven to ten days ago. Okay. That is exactly what That's happened. why you're on. So let, let's go there. What's happening? Now the bullets have started to fly. Okay, there's a cartel called the Red Command in Brazil. And I was watching, you know, I, I broadcast with Rob Dew. I was right in the middle of a broadcast in 2018, and Rob Rob Dew said to me, uh, what's going on with Bolsonaro? And I said, well, his election was close enough that he has to go into a runoff, and so we hope that that comes out well. And he says, when is it? I said, it's October the 28th, and this is something we need to pray about because this is the tropical Trump 
And in many respects, he's tougher than Trump. He's a street fighter. He's an infantry captain. He's a paratrooper. He jumps out of perfectly good airplanes. And this is the man that they need. And lo and behold, it happened. These are some of the original broadcasts on the migrant caravans. And by the way, all that is up on my YouTube. You can go and, and look at those historic broadcasts before anybody had ever heard of a migrant caravan. And we were talking about them happening in such and such different nation in, uh, in our uh, Peru. I, let me give you a little teaser on Peru. In Peru, so many of the Venezuelans and Haitians left once the country was firmly in communist hands. So I think it's 16 months or 17 months that, that Pedro Castillo was president. Well, a lot of those troublemakers that were pushed in there by the NGOs, right, by the UN, by Michelle Batch. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time to let the leftist chilean ex-president who's the head of all refugees for the un michelle bachelet so that's how between half a million and two million so-called refugees hit every one of these nations peru uh colombia uh chile but then once it was firmly in communist hands, a lot of those people ended up on the Texas border coming into Texas. How'd that happen? So they get How'd that happen, Sam? Oh, they get to go to the promised land, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is their salvation. Is this George, is this George Searle sponsored? That's what I'm asking you. Oh, he's one. But these NGOs, there's so many hundred million dollar uh, level NGOs out there. You know, when I was taken captive by the Zapatista National Liberation Army in the 1990s, 1998, when I went into, uh, uh, arrested, when I was taken in under arrest to their capital, a village called Polo in Chiapas in southern Mexico, there were two tents there. One was the European Union and one was the Red Cross. So see those, that was the early level of non-governmental organizations 
financing communist revolutions in the Americas. It's gone to other levels. By the way, I'm still a little ticked off that the uh, a, a certain person's Chiapas coffee is still bought by from the communists. And I called them up and said, don't you know these people? Uh, are com- not only are they communists, it's not a joke. They actually took me captive and I had to escape. I had to escape from custody. Thank God. So I, I, I like, and I don't get any money from it, but I like Hope Coffee. You can get Chiapas Origin, Veracruz Origin, Honduran Coffee, all real Okay, the coffee is all well and good, but I got a bigger question for you, Sam. How the heck did you get away? Okay, I was with a journalist from Mexico City who I thought was very old at the time. He was probably 45. He was in excellent shape, by the way. So I told him, we're going to escape. And he says, how 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 are we going to do that? And I said, listen, every communist army has a political arm, and then they have a military arm. See, from just from studying their playbook, I knew that back then as a young black belt. And he's, he's nodding his head listening to me. And I said, so because they have already determined, and I've been listening to them in Spanish as they were interrogating us, I said, because they've already determined that you and I have propaganda value, they're going to transfer us over to the propaganda arm and take us back to town. And once they do that, It'll be easy to escape. You just, <laughs> I told him like Mel Gibson said to Danny Glover, just wait for my signal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what was the signal? What did you, what did you have to do? Well, my signal was to be ready to go at any moment. And when we got handed over the, to the, uh, propaganda arm, then we're in a, we're in a, uh, in a propaganda facility in, a, in, in around writers, around, around students, around college kids. And so it was easy to escape, escaping from a fortified village full of gunmen in the middle of a jungle with 20,000 foot mountain peaks in every direction was a problem. But escaping from the propaganda arm into a city where there's police, where there's Mexican army was easy. It was easy. It was easy because we did it at the right time because he waited for my signal. And because I had studied the communist playbook, and really it's a very long story. That's kind of the short version. But, yeah, you don't want communist-grown coffee, even though Chiapas high-grown, shade-grown coffee is the best in the world. Okay. So, uh, so tell, tell me, Brazil, so when did you seize your opportunity? How did you get away, and did you have to go into hiding for very long? Tell us about that before we go on. It was, it was all students, Dave. It was all students. Once we were surrounded by all students and no shooters, then I said, right now, we go. <laughs> and, and, and that's when we made a break for it because we weren't behind closed doors. We were in a building that was unguarded. We were around people that weren't military. They were ideologues. And uh, once we were, once we were a block down the street in a city, in a civilized nation, it, it, there was no problem. There was no problem. Of course, you know, we, we Im- immediately uh, uh, looked for a safe place and reached out to the consulate, reached out to the authorities, etc. Because we were in a place where they were they were there. Weren't so, you worried that the authorities it. would be complicit with these criminals and just hand you back over to them? Uh, not so much, because the Mexican army was having gun battles with them at okay, that point. Okay, all right. They were very vigilant, and and they had patrols within San Cristobal de las Casas, the, the regional capital. And, and this is what you're dealing with in Pedro Castillo. This is what's going on in Peru all the way from Shining Path in the 1980s and 90s until now. There are indigenous narco insurrections there, and it's anarchism, it's indigenous communities and it is communism and it's drug trafficking those four things go together and so this is the fight in one nation after another in Bolivia a Christian president came in she's maybe a thousand days by now in the in the gulag at least 500 days Janina Anya Chavez I'm, I'm really sad about it 
but she was only in power for one year and she couldn't drain the swamp. But she sent the military right in to those drug gang controlled areas. And then, of course, what does all the news say? Oh, this is oppression against the indigenous. This is why it's so interesting that in Brazil, an indigenous leader was arrested just within the last 48 hours. And this Brazilian leader, the indigenous tribes have come out and said, if this man is not released, there will be blood. Because the indigenous tribes are thankful to Bolsonaro that he is standing up for them and not letting them be oppressed by environmentalist NGOs and international treaties that would like to really strip those and those indigenous people have sovereign rights just like American Indians have a degree of sovereignty under the US government and so for that leader to be arrested is a huge problem and, and the uh, Moraes, Justice Moraes went too far in arresting him. And so in Brazil, Bolsonaro has also built ties with those indigenous communities where they know that he is helping them to develop, he, he is helping them out of poverty, that if the green agenda goes forward, that they'll be pushed deeper into poverty and deeper into uh, cavemanism, into They'll become more primitive, more primitive, force, forcefully. And so they don't want that. They want to develop. They want to be educated. They can keep their beliefs. They can keep their way of life, but not starving to death and not having massive rates of infant and child mortality just from dysentery and stuff would be great. And they figured that out. And so Justice Marais pushed it too far when he had that indigenous leader arrested. In Peru, Pedro Castillo is indigenous. So he came to the presidency as, oh, I'm the indigenous president, I'm the people's president, very similar to uh, Evo Morales. And Hugo Chavez has played that card also. But Evo Morales is, even one look at him, he's he, very indigenous looking in his appearance and proud of his native roots. And so those indigenous communities have, have fallen in with the communists for decades. They've been heavily propagandized. They've worked very hard in conjunction with the Catholic Church. You know, their evangelization strategy has been towards liberation theology, which comes from South America. Uh, the Jesuit general today is Arturo Sosa from Venezuela. So those five strains now have worked together to make a core for communism they finally got their president in, in Peru but then something happened that nobody saw coming they pulled out their shock troops of Venezuelans and Haitians and sent them north to Texas and that's when the nation saw its opportunity to make a break for it out of the propaganda headquarters right. of the Zapatista okay. army so that's when Peru decided they would take their nation back. That's when the Congress stood up, the military stood up, without that pressure from so many migrants, that the actual Peruvians stood up. And by the way, France 24 confirmed Pedro Castillo was making a break for the Mexican embassy. Now, I, I explained all that on my radio show, if you're interested. Just go to telegramt.me slash sword. You can listen to that whole broadcast about how he was going for the Mexican embassy and the word got out in the capital city of Lima and the people of Lima dropped what they were doing. So this is people from all walks of life and they immediately converged on that colonia, that neighborhood where the Mexican embassy is and choked it with a traffic jam and with their own bodies and vehicles prevented their criminal president from escaping. That's how he got caught. All right, so is the coup complete and this uh, leftist has been thrown out of Peru? Okay, when you talk about a coup, what everyone says is that leftist president Pedro Castillo intended a coup, although he was already president, by his intent to dissolve Congress 
that that was the coup. And so it's a little confusing. The fact is the government was already firmly in leftist hands, and it was the people. It was the Congress. It was the military. And then it finally, the, the Los Capitolianos, the, the inhabitants of the capital that shut the city down and made it possible for him to be grabbed. They're far from out of the woods because China is very heavily involved there in politics, in mining interests, etc. But there is a foothold in the Congress. You know, Trump really dropped the ball as regards to Peru. Martin Vizcarra was president, and again, I break that all down in depth, in 20, starting in 2018, he took the presidency, and he's. This is the first president of South America to stand up to the UN and demand a Venezuelan intervention, demand that the USA and Mexico and Brazil all come in to get the dictatorship and communism out of Venezuela. It was the Peruvian president who stood up and said that, and I was watching it in Spanish as he was before the the green tiles at the UN saying this and I almost fell out of my chair because this represented a new wave in thinking in South America and he called on the the treaty of 2001, what's called the Inter-American Letter so he called upon that and said we have to go in and then after that, you would think that Trump would have called him back and said hey, what are we going to do? and it didn't really happen that way now, there were neocons involved in Colombia that wanted to make it this quagmire, make it like Vietnam, do their whole same nation-building BS, where it just drags on forever, and there's refugee crises and huge tent camps and cities, and then more people flooding other nations' borders. You know, the, the, uh, who's the guy with the mustache? Uh, John Bolt and all of them. Oh, Mr. Warmonger wanted, himself, yeah. Right. All of them wanted that kind of, of a quagmire intervention, not a problem-solved intervention. And so there was a battle over that, but the whole idea started with Peru. And so finally Martin Vizcarra was forced out. Now he also dissolved Congress. What Castillo was going to do, Martin Vizcarra was under impeachment proceedings and he dissolved the Congress of Peru so that he could stay in for a little while longer. And then when he left, the vice president came in, Sagasti, who was kind of center left. And so I thought, okay, now we have a coalition that's got more support from the center left. And now Trump can reach out and really get something done. It didn't happen then either. And then sadly, the whole nation just fell into chaos through a suspect election. Is this what Dave Hodges has been telling everyone forever? Is this what's going on in Maricopa County? Yeah. So it happened in Peru. And after Castillo got in, I shook my head. I hung my head and I said, oh, Peru's gone. The Chinese want the port of Lima so bad to flood into the Americas. I mean, when you land at the Lima airport, you can see the ships in that massive port. And as big as a container ship is... The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. The Port of Lima is so expansive, it's just like it's just like a bowl of popcorn container ships with all their lights on out in that massive harbor and out at sea. And so this is the Chinese dream come true to be able to steam all of their junks across the Pacific and roll large right into Lima. This is their plan. And they thought they had it until the people of Peru said no, and it just happened. So suddenly, this was a kiss from God. Our eyes, my eyes, were on Brazil. And then just out of nowhere, just like a shooting star, comes this event in Peru. So it's possible 
that the new president will uh, that she'll do right. It's possible that she'll make her nation great again. Alberto Fujimori's daughter, Kiko, who was first lady under his administration in the 90s, where he sent in the military to crush the shining path. She was first lady. She was like 20 years old at the time. Well, she is one of the leading congresswomen now. She could be president someday. Just don't be surprised if one day you wake up and it's on the front page of the newspaper, Kiko Fujimori takes Peruvian presidency. And when that happens, his son is also important in Congress. I haven't seen his name come up lately. But, boy, if one of those Fujimoris took the helm, especially Kiko, because they're ideologically a little bit divided, but it would be a stunning change of events that the Chinese may never recover from. And so China and their cartels and their warmongering efforts, so serious. Uh, Matthew Tiermont, Tiermont, I always get his name wrong. I'm sorry, Matthew, if I do that. Matthew Tiermont reported that Gabriel Boric from Chile threatened to invade Brazil. It's a much smaller nation, but this is what an uproar Brazil is in. The Brazilian military has sent troops to the Venezuelan border to repel a military invasion should it come out of the jungles of Venezuela. Because Brazil and Venezuela share a long border in uh, country. Is, you know, is it possible that the populace in Argentina... Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Peru, excuse me, and possibly Argentina and Brazil. Do you think they would ever join forces, these populists, under Bolsonaro? Yes, and uh, you and I have reported on this in the past because we've we've suffered a lot of bad news. Argentina went communist. Mauricio Macri did not stand up. You know, this is a friend of Trump, a friend of Bolsonaro. So that president just walked away when the election was openly stolen. And the people loved him so much. He did so much to stabilize the currency, to build the economy. Same thing in Chile. That nation was just lost to communism. Sebastián Piñera, who really started the conservative rise when he won the presidency, he and Macri are both businessmen and billionaires, just like Trump. So... He took the presidency in 2009, was president for one four-year term, then the socialists had it for four years. Michelle Bachelet, the UN refugee chief, was president for four years. And then Sebastián Piñera won again and had it for four years. You cannot serve consecutive administrations. So then he, his party gets defeated. So his hand-picked successor under a very suspicious election, a lot of... A lot of chicanery, mandatory voting, uh, the voting age reduced to 16, etc., etc. That may be Argentina, but some of the same things are going on with the electioneering and Dominion machines. And now they're talking in Brazil. Conservative congressmen won, but then in that same district, there's a massive majority for Lula, which is statistically impossible. A- anyway, those nations were lost one by one by one. And you and I were reporting, and I said, please God, all our eyes are on Brazil and Bolsonaro. He cannot walk away when this is stolen from him. They will steal the election. They cannot stop themselves from trying. They're going to go for it. And when they steal it, Brazil has to stand up militarily. And not just militarily, okay? Not just the army. We're talking about the people of the nation. And this is why it's such a shocker that the Peruvians did it first. But Brazil's a much greater, stronger, more populous, more expansive, more productive nation. And so now all eyes have been on Brazil. Like, is anybody going to stand up against tyranny or or just never? Are we all just going to surrender, put on the handcuffs, and go into the dungeon together for extermination like sheep to the slaughter? And lo and behold... It has happened. It has begun. Brazil is not. Well, it sounds good. I mean, let's narrow this down now. You indicated that in the last seven to ten days, things have gotten more violent in Brazil. 
Does that mean the sides have formed and they're actually squaring off? How far has this conflict gone and is it leading to civil war and how quickly? Okay. Like in Bolivia, where there are entire indigenous regions where the chief product is coca, cocaine leaves. Like in Mexico, where there have been criminal governors and criminal state police organizations that are working with NGOs to traffic drugs, weapons, and humans. That is also in Brazil. They have these favelas. They call it a favela, and that's an expansive slum. And these favelas are entirely controlled by narcotics and human trafficking gangs, by corrupt, racketeer-influenced corrupt criminal organizations. And so when Bolsonaro took over the presidency, he took a whole bunch of his uh, elite military and sent them to the USA for sniper school and said, listen, you guys have to all be able to make 600-yard shots every single time so that you can shoot right through those heavily populated favelas when our teams go in there because we're going in to bust these criminals. So all that training and preparation took place but there weren't major leaders taken down until this week. And that's where the Red Command leaders, two major leaders of the Red Command cartel, were killed. They were killed when special weapons teams went into those favelas with sniper overwatch, I'm sure, and they shot it out with them and got the job done. And a third one was arrested. So this Red Command is the criminal element that supports the Lula organization. In fact, they were so excited when he was uh, reported as the winner that they started shooting their automatic weapons in the air. You know, in the, some of the most densely populated cities of 20 million people in some cases. And, and they're just shooting automatic fire. In the air. So uh, that that's a, a very stupid thing that gets a lot of people hurt. But they were making it clear whose side that they were on. And the left always has support. They always have support from very advanced, sophisticated, organized criminal enterprises. So we see this in Jimmy Hoffa and the Teamsters Union and historically, and then moving in to our modern era with greater influence in the mob and casinos and Indian gaming and so forth. And if I could just speak to the people of the United States of America, you need to understand that there is a very advanced and sophisticated, organized criminal underworld that's pushing this leftism. Every uh, fake ballot that is delivered is a felony offense in most states. Every single one. And so you're talking about really millions of felonies happening, and no one bats an eyelash because they don't want to believe that there could possibly be that organized of a criminal underworld in the United States of America. And I tell you, it is. And so I, I would just ask the American to put together the pieces of Drag Queen Story Hour, of of the uh, Postal Service being completely infected by uh, Obama-era policies to make it socialist. And then here's the guy like me that's very dependent upon sponsors and donors coming in and sending little love notes, and maybe they just make sure that I don't get those. Somebody's making sure I don't get them. So there's an organized criminal underworld, and you need to know that, just like these nations in South America. Okay, so this is going to surface in the revolution. Um, when do you expect this to come to a head? Bolsonaro's forces versus uh, Lulu's forces probably with the help of the Chinese. Do you see the Chinese getting involved militarily? I'll tell you what's going to shock the world is when Brazil's flagship steams out of port and lands an F-35B flight squad. And everybody's going to wonder how that happened. So uh, if China comes to play, they may have some surprises. Uh, some people also say that China has pre-staged very advanced numbers of jet assets of air aircraft in Bolivia, in Venezuela, and that they're already ready to rumble. Those things, we're, we're going to see all the whole card. 
And January 1st is the inauguration. And so right now this week we're talking about certification, which is uh, may or may not carry any weight. But at this point, the violence has broken out. You've got uh, vehicles trying to ram supporters. You've got supporters fighting with police. You've got the, just the videos of the tear gas grenades and flashbang grenades and how many of them go off. It is It is pandemonium. And so we've moved from this place of peaceful protests into something. The police, the military are standing up. They are now protesting. They're now saying Jair Bolsonaro is president. The the public statements are starting to come out. There were anomalies here. There are problems here. We are not going to accept this and this and this. And so you can turn on the news and see some of those. Because we're breaking through the blockade. Right now, it's already gone to violence, though. And the first of the year is looming. Very, very close. So by then, something will happen. There was only a January 6th in the USA because the looming date was January 20th, Inauguration Day. So that's 14 days. And we're right in that 14 to 20 day window. Right now at this recording of December, of January the 1st of 2023. So we'll see what's happening. I would look for the Supreme Electoral Tribunal to be arrested. Look for Justice Alejandro de Moraes, the, the head of the Electoral Tribunal and the head of censorship. I would look for him to be arrested. And I would, I would look for very, very broad based arrests, but here's a very key point, Dave. No one can expect the military and the police to do the heavy lifting. It's the individual Indian on the street that does some of the things that nobody else can do. That's what Raymond said in the Manchurian candidate. You couldn't stop them. The military couldn't stop them. I had to stop them. That's what Raymond said. Okay. It's just up to the people of Brazil whether they want to live or die. How bad they want it. So I'm going to go back to your, uh, I'm going to ask you to put your, uh, your prognostication hat on again. Um, will China be involved in the fighting and will other Latin American nations such as Peru, and uh, Argentina, will they join Brazil and Bolsonaro? What do you think? Okay. Uh, the whole reason that the Chilean, the gay president who doesn't have a real first lady either, the whole reason he would threaten to invade Brazil, a country 15 times his population and many times the size, is because he knows China's got his back and he's got ports on the Pacific. And so that's why that threat was made. It was an implicit threat from China. We're going to get into this because we have the backing of the new world. Argentina is under leftist control right now, but they're, they've been having their own. This is where someone tried to kill Christina Fernandez de Kirchner uh, 10 weeks ago, and you and I reported on that and broke down the whole assassination attempt. And this was a real grassroots effort, I believe. Uh, some guy walked up to her, stuck a gun in her face, and pulled the trigger. And it was unsuccessful, but at the same time, it shows the resolve of people. It is the same as what the Brazilians are saying. We will not allow socialists to rule over it. But they had already been sung to sleep with normal bias. This is why Mauricio Macri left the presidency. So, yes, Argentina is a powerful nation that could be brought in on the Chinese side, but there is already a resistance that, that wants their freedom back. And, and, and so you in Argentina, in Peru, all nations that were supposed to be red, 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 and now the dam is cracking. So Christina Fernandez de Kirchner was convicted just 10 days ago, six years in prison. Now that would have to hold up on appeal. The president wants to resign and, and, and make her, she's now vice president, wants to make her the president and then she's immune from prosecution 
And then as long as keeps winning, quote, quote, winning elections, then her immunity from prosecution will continue. But there is no immunity from the rage of an oppressed populace. And that is very clear right now. So, yes, China has prepositioned all those nations to be their pawns, and they've set them up all around Brazil. But at the same time, now there's cracks in the dam. So, yes, China and China may have prepositioned air assets in Argentina. They've got a space base in Argentina that they watched the entire southern hemisphere skies from the Patagonian plate. And so God only knows how much Chinese hardware is already there, especially aircraft. Aircraft is so easy to sneak in and, and land on a little rustic strip hidden in the jungle someplace and parked in a concrete revetments that, that nobody can see. It's, it's so easy to do that. And there are many friendly governments, most notably Venezuela and Bolivia, and then more recently, Argentina, Chile, and Peru. So China could already have a lot of military horsepower on the ground. They still need the ports, though, and that's why they're, they are really kicking themselves to have perhaps lost the port of Lima, Peru. Maybe Peru will become great again. Maybe the new leader will do like Ecuadorian President Lenin Moreno, trained to be a communist his whole life. His parents named him Lenin. And what is he doing is he takes the presidency, lowers taxes, makes his country great, and now it's in a second presidency that's conservative. So, Will, if China interjects themselves because they can't get their will done in Brazil, Peru, and Argentina, what will Biden do? I predict he would do nothing. What do you think? It's been very disheartening for me to see the weakening of the U.S. Southern Command, uh, of our naval assets and naval cooperation, with what should really be partner nations. And all that's become weakened. And it's been weakened for this reason, so that they could make a move. And so, yes, I'm concerned that the United States would do nothing. The real question is, how much did the United States already do when Trump and Bolsonaro were presidents and good friends? That remains to be seen because I'll guarantee you that some serious accords were made that would give Bolsonaro the tools to move forward in a in a kinetic campaign they have a whole other aircraft carrier that's a Cato bar you know it has a catapult it has arresters they just could never quite get the motor to work right and so it's somewhere it's somewhere up the Amazon Maybe in mothballs, maybe it's 100% ready to go. This is where we're going to see everybody's whole cards. And I think that Jair Bolsonaro has a lot of aces hidden that he has not played yet. The moment that this comes out of, uh, you know, there's a phase in a fight where the two guys are talking about one another's mamas, and then they get to the actual fighting part. And once it gets to that for Jair Bolsonaro, then he's in his element. Right now, he's not so much in his element. This diplomacy thing is a little hard for him. The fisticuffs, it's like a duck to water. And so that's why I'm happy that we're getting to the kinetic phase because we're going to see him in his strength. Okay. A lot of help from the U.S., but I do think it will help from Russia, which is why he went to Moscow and had a face-to-face with Vladimir Vladimir Putin the week before the February special military operation into Ukraine. There's an understanding between Brazil and Russia. And this is where we see uh, a huge seismic San Andreas fault between Red China and Russia. And it's something that you and I have been talking about for a long time. And a couple times you've actually told me, I don't know, Sam, I'm I'm afraid they're the best of friends. And I said, I'm hoping here, Dave, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this rift between Russia and China breaks wide open in South America. And now we're actually seeing that. Thank you, Jesus. 
it's a thin ray of hope, but there is hope. I don't think it's thin ray at all. I think if they each pursue their own interests, they're in conflict. Um, I, I hope that every American is ready to demand that the U.S. helps uh, Brazil. Biden, too. come on! You really think Biden's going to do anything to help uh, against China? I think seeing some South American banana republic politics, more so than we already are in the United States, we're going to see many officials not serve out their whole term for many reasons. And this happened in the Bible, which is which is how I found hope in these hopeless situations. In the Bible, kings were deposed, powerful rulers like Haman in the book of Esther. He built a gallows to hang Mordecai on, and the next day he's hanging on it, 70 feet high. That United States, where the scandals erupt, and not just scandals, uh, deaths, uh, accidental or intentional, where <coughs> people don't the term scandals that people resign, sca- impeachments. Uh, it could be a million things, and we as Americans have. We have come to trust that payday's Friday and that people serve out their terms until they get so old that they have to retire. All of those days are over. We are now in the days of Elijah. We're now in the melee. Jairo Bolsonaro is in his element and a lot, there will be a lot of overturn in our political offices. In Bolivia, when Christian Janine Añez Chavez was leader of a small minority party and fifth in line for the presidency and when she took the presidency in a day and walked into the presidential atheist presidential palace with her bible said this is the new bolivia the bible is allowed we will have law and order the army's going to go into the coca growing regions it happened that fast it happened overnight and stunned the world i had to go and find out who is this person is this for real could it really be and it was for real, Dave. I doubt it. I, I, I acknowledge. I doubt it. I thought it, this cannot be real. It is real. And so that's going to happen in the USA. She's in the dungeon now, just like all the January 6th prisoners and patriots, just like so many <clears throat> others would be if, if they put themselves in a vulnerable position. But we're going to see a lot of troublemakers, a lot of powerful people that they just get uprooted in a day. Hope for that, and push for that. Yeah, I, I hear as you. Americans, I hear you. it's our duty and our responsibility. I hear you, Sam. So be prepared as Americans to help Brazil. Uh, what hangs in the balance? What, once this goes more kinetic, yeah. we can't sit on the sidelines and say, "Oh, we're going to wait a month and see how we all feel about it." That's why the Brazilians are marching in Washington, in New York City, any place there's a significant Brazilian expat population. They've got their green and yellow on, and they're out waving the flag. It's to get your attention so that in the day that this goes hot, you help them. Please do. Well, They deserve our help and support. I want to say it's this before, before we have to sign off here. Um, what, hang, what, hangs in the balance, what hangs in the balance? Like nobody's ever seen. Yeah, what hangs in the balance, Sam, is um, uh, Red Dawn led by China. Just like the fentanyl invasion. We'll have a military invasion if we're not careful. Sam, we don't have a lot of time left, and I wanted you to give about 20 seconds here to tell people how they can follow you. Thank you. Uh, I just want to thank the Common Sense Show audience. You've been good friends to me. Please do help me. Please follow me. There's a lot of information, but you've got to look on my different sites. You can search Gospel Gunslingers on any engine. I am on at gospelgunslingers.com. Uh, please send me a dollar. I have a lot of airtime to pay for, and my show will not go on long if I don't fire it out. So please send me a message. My mailing address is on there. Samuel Honold, H-O-N-N-O-L-D. You can search me on any engine, and uh, feel free to use DHL or FedEx or UPS in case you don't trust the mail any more than I do. Okay, sounds good. Sam, thanks for the update. Very, very informative. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to monitor this volatile situation, but we are out of time. I want to thank everyone for joining us, and thank you, Sam, and we'll see all of you back here again next time. God bless you, you, Dave. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.